welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast, and I am so thrilled about today's guest. But before I tell you who she is, I want to remind you that we are all getting started on our book club for my new book, A Tribe Called Bliss. So if you guys want to be a part of that, there is an open Facebook page, totally open to all of you who are building your tribes, want to connect with other like-minded people. So go to A Tribe Called Bliss on Facebook. And you guys, you can still join me on tour. I'm really, really excited because there are still tickets left to Toronto. Not many though. I think we have about 20 or 30. Um, Boston, I think we have about 50 tickets left. So you guys hurry, 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 because I cannot wait to see you there. So those places will have about 250 to 300 women, and I will be connecting all of you there. So even if you go alone, which a lot of women have come to my LA book tour by themselves, they did not leave without knowing anyone. They left making sure that we set the intention of meeting people. They're staying connected. You guys, this is so incredibly beautiful. So I hope that you join me on tour and you can go to a tribe called bliss.com to not only get the book if you don't have it yet, but also to get your tickets and join us on tour. I cannot wait to be in a room with you guys talking about all of the real important stuff. So my guest today is so incredibly awesome. I hit it off with her immediately. It was like one of those people you just feel like you have known your entire life. And her name is Sarah Centrella. She's the author of the number one best-selling self self-help book, Hustle, Believe, Receive, which is an eight-step plan to changing your life and living your dream. She is known as the premier vision board expert and original manifesting gangsta. Her new book, of the same title will be released in early 2019. And you guys, we had such a great chat about visualization and vision boarding because I don't know if you know, but I am huge into vision boards every single year on New Year's Eve. My husband and I for about the past eight or nine years have made a vision board. So this is really powerful for you to hear exactly how she does it. And I know that you're going to create something that is epic for your life. She is a master life coach. She's worked with professional athletes in the NBA and NFL, WAGs, and thousands of people from around the world helping them manifest their dreams. She regularly delivers keynote speeches and leads workshops for clients such as Pinterest, Nike, BMW, Xerox, Morgan Stanley, NBA Wives Association, and she is a national spokesperson for the American Red Cross. You guys, she's been featured and is regularly featured on ABC News, The Steve Harvey Show, The New York Times, OK, The Yahoo News, Good Morning America, and many others. You guys, I'm so excited for you to listen into this conversation because this woman seriously is a soul sister. So let's get started. Sarah, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, Lori, I'm so excited. I've uh, followed your journey and I'm very happy to be here. Excited for a chat today. That is amazing. And thank you so much. It's always like, but you follow what? <laughs> I know, right? It's so cool. Oh, I know. It's so awesome when you meet these other incredible women doing amazing things. And I have to tell you that your specialty and what you're all about is one of my 
favorite topic. So I was so looking forward to talking to you today because, um, you know, sometimes podcasting can be this amazing thing where, yes, you get to share your passion with the world and share these incredible people. But it's also really, really awesome because I selfishly get to experience all of the uh, (laughs) incredible teachings as well and use them. So I'm really thrilled to have you on because you are so much about, I was reading through all of your story, being so moved by everything in your life and really looking at everything that you've created. And you talk so much about manifesting. But before we dive into all of that, because I know that we're going to give the listeners so many juicy tools to be able to use to manifest an awesome life. But I would love if you would share a bit of your story, because I think that's so important to understand where you came from to see what you've created in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, um, I definitely would not be here at all if it, you know, was not for my story. So I definitely am not one of those teachers who just woke up one day and was like, oh, I'm enlightened. I can, you know, <laughs> share everything with the world. No, everything that I teach has come from my personal experience. It's what I've lived. It's what I've tried and either failed at or succeeded. So I share, thank goodness, the succe- succeeded stuff. So um, my story really began um, going on almost 10 years ago now. Um, at that point in my life, I was you know, 33 years old and I was married to my high school sweetheart. We had been married for eight years um, and we had little twin girls. They were a year old my son was five and I was, you know, just the stay at home mom. I had been for about almost two years and I really thought I was building this picture perfect life. We had done everything everyone expected us to, you know, we had bought the house and the new car and careers and all of that. And then the market turned and we just began tanking, you know, started losing it. And so I was really in this particular stage of my life, really just trying to hang on almost, you know, as a mom with three little kids and two of them babies. And um, so on this particular day, I was home, I was making dinner, waiting for my husband to get home and, um, you know, like doing the laundry, doing dinner, whatever. And I had been um, watching Oprah and she had been talking about, um, signs if your husband is cheating. And this is just something that had absolutely never crossed my mind in my entire life. I was not a jealous wife, so I didn't just had never even dawned on me. Um, and I didn't even think anything of it really when the show was on, but then, um, he got home and he went into the shower and all of a sudden I had this really like super gut reaction that reminded me of what Oprah had said. And she was like, if you can't find his phone and that's all I kind of remember. And it was just an instantaneous, like, body sweat. You know what I mean? Where you just, you feel like you've just been hit by a train. And I was like, Oh my God, you know? And I just remember just running through the house, like looking for it. And, you know, the more I realized it was hidden on purpose, the more I was like, Oh God, you know? And so I wound up going into the shower and, you know, finding it in the clothes he's going to put on and open it up. And there's a text message and it basically says, I can't wait till you're all mine. Wow. Finally free and no more sharing. And I was like, boom, world explode. (laughs) Oh my God. So you went from, was, was that episode that you watched that day or was that previous or you literally went from like zero to that? It was on like literally like two hours before and it was just, it was like literally dinner, you know, how random thoughts will like cycle in and out or whatever. And it was, and I just heard Oprah's voice. Like, well, one of the things on the list was if, their phone. And it was just those two things were instantaneous. And it just like flashed in front of me. And I was like, wait, where is it? That's odd. And it just, I mean, I'm talking like zero to 10,000. Yeah. And I wound up going in, turning the water off and saying, get the F out. And that was the end of my entire life as I knew it. I mean, it was the end of our marriage. Wow. The end of everything in five minutes. How long did that even take you to even have that set in? Like it must have been not even real at first. It was not real at all. I mean, anyone who's ever been through any type of a tragic situation, just your mind is, I mean, first of all, your body feels numb. When they talk about an out-of-body experience, I never knew what that was until that moment where I literally, I could see myself doing things like putting a movie on for my son so that he'd be in a quiet room so I could go do that. You know, just like stuff that I didn't even know I was doing. I was, it was just insane. And I remember when, you know, he left and it was like the minute, the whole thing was like, I'm not kidding you, five to eight minutes from start to finish. It was oh like, my God. he literally got out of the shower soaking wet, put his clothes on, 
went and kissed our son goodbye, threw his ring at me and walked out the door. And that was the end. Oh <laughs> and I God. just remember just like laying on our hardwood floors forever. Like I think my sister came, thank God, you know, she had come and take care of the kids. And I was just, I'd been laying there for hours and I'd been crying obviously forever. And, and I just kept on thinking like, what do you do? You know, like when your world blows up, like, I don't know what to do tomorrow. I don't know how to, you know, like I hadn't had a job in two years. I didn't have a checking account in my name. I didn't, you know, like all of these things had already gone terribly wrong. We had just lost our house, you know, all this stuff. So I was just like, Oh my God, like, what do I do tomorrow? What do I do next week? Like, you know, and it's, it's so overwhelming. And that is really the beginning of everything for me that that was, it's kind of like my second life, if you will, the for sure. life before it was totally, you know, I don't even almost recognize that person because I just, in that moment, as I was kind of laying there and I just had all these thoughts just cycling through my head, the biggest one was just, I can't do this. I can't do this. I just kept on remember, you know, thinking that and saying that. And then during that, there was this tiny, like little ray of hope for me that, for some reason was really persistent. And I just, mm. it was just like this idea of, well, what if you can, like, what if you can survive, mm. you know, like, and now what if you could be anything you wanted to be? And being with someone since I was 16, you know, every decision I had ever made as an adult revolved around another person. Wow. And mm. so I think, you know, the universe or God or whatever it is had put like this little hope in me that was like, you can be, anyone or anything you want. And that was what I, I hung on to in the beginning. Wow. What did that look like? The journey of the following the, let's just say the the ray of hope, like kind of following that little glimmer. Cause I'm sure some days it was there and some days you're like, no, I can't. (laughs) Well, I, you know, I'm not even going to lie. That first year is, was horrible. I mean, there's just no way to sugarcoat it. It was absolutely horrible. It was a horrible divorce. It was, um, a complete and utter nightmare. And, but that one piece of hope was the thing that I continued to cling to. It was like the only kind of positive thing in my life was the thought of, you know, once I make it through this, then I can take any job I want. I could move anywhere. You know what I mean? Like the, all of a sudden I started to see the possibility of some freedom in my life and of making my own choices and deciding who the heck I was, because, you know, right before that, I thought I was this Susie homemaker, perfect little chick, you know? Mm. So it's like all of a sudden when you're not any of that anymore and, you know, now you're a career single mom and, you know, everything about your life looks so different and it's not what you had planned. And so for, for me, what it kind of materialized in, if you will, was, um, when I very, when I got my very first job after all this took about two months, cause it was, you know, terrible timing as far as our, the economy goes, um, and so when I did finally get my first little job and moved us into this tiny little apartment, sold everything we owned, um, I took a, a vision board and it was one that I'd seen Oprah's, you know, the make on Oprah and Oprah was the only thing I knew. I didn't know anything self-help, you know, mm-hmm. never read self-help books, knew nothing about enlightenment, mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing, but Oprah was my, she was my guru, you know, and she's, she still is my little you know, someday I'm going to meet her. But, um, so (laughs) yeah, so I had, I had made a board thinking, well, you know, why not? Everything is, it's as bad as it can get. So that was really kind of my mindset when I started was it can't get any worse than this. Mm. So guess what? It can only get better. And, and that little piece of that switching from focusing on to how bad it was and thinking like, Oh God, what's next? Instead, I focused on, well, it's got to get better. Right. So if it's going to get better, how is it going to get better? What does that look like? And that was, that was kind of the magic seed that started it all for me. Mm, That's so, so you said, number one, you said so many amazing things, but the, the things that really just stuck out to me is first of all, you know, so many people who are, who change their life, who gain a lot of just success and fulfillment, whatever that looks like for you, um, by their own definition, it's really the idea that they held was it can get better and it's in my control. And that's mm-hmm. literally what you, 
what you just said. It can get better and it's in my control. And then you said you decide you decided who you are instead of saying, you know, I had to go and find who I was or figure out who I was. I feel like sometimes that can be really disempowering. And instead you said I had to decide who I was going to be. And it's like that. that sentence alone, the idea that we can decide who we're going to be. And then you went with this vision board. So let's talk about that because I, I love that you're talking about this because number one, Oprah, totally, totally my guru too. And she was my first probably taste of self-development. And I also, she taught us all, she was our mommy. (laughs) God, for sure. (laughs) Um, so we can just meet her together. How's that? Uh, (laughs) Two against one. We'll figure it out. I I saw that you had Sherry on your show. Oh my gosh. I've, yes, I connected with Sherry a couple years ago. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm one degree away. (laughs) No, I know. It's like, she's so amazing too. Um, so vision, like vision boards have been such a big part of my life. Uh, so I want, I want you to share from your perspective, you know, what, what made you, how did you create it? What were the tools around it and how do you use one? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, it kind of goes back to what you were just saying a second ago is that I think the thing that makes my vision board so different than most, actually anyone's I've ever known or heard of is that it came down to even back then when I had no idea what I was doing, I chose to create a fantasy life that I wanted. So it wasn't just about like, oh, I want to drive that car. Oh, that house was in a random magazine. It looks kind of cool. You know what I mean? There was absolutely like nothing random about it. I kind of was looking at my life as a total blank slate. And because my future looked completely different than it had before, you know, I wasn't going to live this other life I had already planned out. I just was like, okay, well, who is this girl? <laughs> and just like what you were saying, I literally made her up, mm. you know? And and in order to do that, she almost had to be like a fictional character to me. Um, and I think a lot of people can relate to that because when, when they are trying to look and see their life in a different way, they almost can't, right? Mm-hmm. Because we see all of our, our boundaries and whatever. But you can if you separate yourself a little bit from it and say, well, she's successful. Mm. She looks like this, you know? She's fit. She... Um, you know, her office looks like this and her kids look like this and she vacations here. And so that was literally what I did. My very first board was like, when I'm successful, what do I look like? Who am I? What do I wear? Where do I work? Who are my friends? You know, where do I vacation? What do my kids look like? And I just built it from there. And then it was incredible because I went from, you know, when he left, not having literally a penny to my name and relying on, you know, food stamps to survive to a year and a half later, living that board, like that board came to life. It was Mm. crazy. Long before I ever could financially afford any of the things that were showing up in my life, which to me is the most beautiful part of all of it. I started living this crazy fantasy life without even, you know, some of it was stuff that like, millionaires can do, you know, Mm -hmm. but regular people can't. And it was, it was showing up in my life. Mm. And I was just like, wait, something is going on. You know, Mm. like this can't be normal. Um, And since then I've manifested four vision boards. That first one is pretty much entirely come to life except for Oprah. Dang it. (laughs) It's coming. Um, It's coming. It's coming. I'm putting um, it out there for you. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's pretty crazy to like, see something that once only existed in your imagination, and then existed on a, you know, a picture on your wall. And then literally, you can take an Instagram shot of you doing that thing or, wow. mm-hmm. you know, being in that moment. So for a lot of people, because a lot of people went through doing, you know, vision boards and putting different things on there and having, like you said, kind of like this random, oh, I think I like this. And okay, well, here's the closest thing I can get to this. What made it different? What made it happen? Yeah. So my biggest thing that I've always focused on from day one, including on that very first board, was I was focusing on the life I wanted to create. And that's a very important word. I was not focusing on, oh, I need X amount of money or, oh, I need to drive this car or live in this mansion. I wanted to create an entire new life. And I looked at it like, if I am successful, a successful woman's going to drive a nice car, right? She's probably going to live in a nice house. She's probably going to take her kids on vacation. So I almost looked at it from, I turned it upside down, turned the whole concept on its head. And instead of just like picking random things out of the blue that don't mean anything to you, 
you really have to look at it and do it very, um, it has to be very intentional. It has to totally and completely represent you. And that's what my boards did in the very beginning. And then the second thing was I have always focused on experiences Mm. over things. Mm. And that's a huge, 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 huge key to the success of manifesting is because when I have a picture of Oprah on my board, it's not, oh, I need to, you know, whatever, just meet her. To me, that represents an entire moment in my life, right? Like I can see myself freaking out. I can see myself crying. I'm going to act like a fool. I'm going to Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, so when I look at it, I can feel that moment. Like that gives me butterflies. That gets me excited. I know that someday I'm going to replace that picture with a picture of me and her, you know? Mm. So it's, there's an experience behind it. It's not just to say, oh, I'm at Oprah. Does that make sense? So, oh and, my God, and yes. I'm putting myself there. Single, so yes. <laughs> yeah. Like every single picture. So once you start to do that, then you look at your board and you're like, holy shit, that represents my life in five years. Like mm. that's going to be the person that I'm growing into becoming, you know, and then all of a sudden you can be excited about your life. And once you are, you can start hustling for it, you know? Wow. Okay. <clears throat> so we, we would take a picture and we would put that on our board and we would create the experience around it, feel the feelings that we want to feel. And then what do you, do you try to do something daily to get into that feeling or? You know, I really don't. So I call it in the book, I call it create um, a movie in your head. So, you know, when I have like my clients go look for the pictures, the first thing I have them do is not go to magazines. (laughs) So I want them to first imagine like, what does your ideal vacation look like? And they have to close their eyes and just picture it. So once they have kind of a good picture of what they're, they're doing on that vacation, let's say, then I say, okay, go to Pinterest. Pinterest is the number one resource for gorgeous images, you know, searchably gorgeous images. And you search the exact sentence of what you see already in your brain. And you'll scroll through and you'll see 60 pictures that are all super exciting. And then you'll see one where you're like, oh, my God, like Mm. I could have taken that picture. That is exactly what's in my mind. And when you find that, then you found the magic of like that, because every time you see that picture, even if you're not, you know, like having your five minute meditation on or anything, just having it in your sphere it's going to create that movie in your head every single time. So it's never going to be just a picture anymore. It's going to be this whole moment. Like you're drinking margaritas, you're watching your kids surf, you're, you know, whatever. It's this whole movie. And that's really what I did in the very beginning is I took that first board to work. And instead of focusing on the crap that was happening in my life and, you know, my depressing new job and all that, I was creating all these movies associated with every picture and going, ah, I'm on a beach, I'm working on my laptop, you know, like I'm my own boss, whatever. And yeah, it took six, seven years for that to happen, but guess what? It happened. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and some happen way faster. Like, oh, you know, gosh. some you're yeah. like, okay, that's, that was one year. And some you're like, that was five years. Okay. Awesome. Totally. I've had um, stuff. Actually, I'm taking my kids to London um, in about two weeks and yeah. my daughter had put it on her future board like six months ago. Wow. And, and she had just been talking about it for the last six months. She's like, I really want to go to London and yada, yada. And then I wound up getting a, you know, a workshop and speaking gig over there. And I was like, boom, there we go. Oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> you ever see stuff on our board that you're like, we're going to take that picture off there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's funny because they, you know, it's one thing for us to dream really big because I'm constantly pushing my boundaries, you know, for dreaming big, but it is a little bit harder to see your kids dream really big because our natural instinct as parents is to want to just go out and get it for them. Wow, right. Yeah. And not to, you know, allow the process to take shape. And so I've had them make boards since they were, you know, five years old. Um, and thank God now I've, you know, I've been able to teach them it's patience. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's not so much about that, but then when they come to life, when the things from their board comes to life, I mean, there is no greater feeling for, for a parent and obviously for your kids too. It's pretty great. 
You know, all of it is so, it's so powerful, not only because I believe in it, because I've seen it happen for myself over and over, but also getting in that, the energy of creating a life instead of, you know, destroying your life, because that's pretty much the opposite if you're not creating, um, is so powerful. So just the constant state of let's create, let's think, let's dream, let's think bigger. And so many people, I think, have you ever found that some people are scared to do that? Absolutely. I think most of, you know, my clients, when I first start working with them, I would say like 50, 50, my very first step in in the book and my eight step program is to, um, to dream. Mm -hmm. And either you are a natural born dreamer and you were the kid who was always daydreaming in class or you're not. And a lot of people aren't, you know, I am. So I didn't even realize that there were so many people out there who have never, you know, spent time daydreaming about what they want Mm -hmm. or, whatever. And, and I think it's a lot of our society, I think it's changing now, but the way I grew up, all that stuff was not realistic, right? Mm -hmm. You know, no one wanted to hear about stuff that wasn't realistic. They wanted you to focus on rational stuff. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, that's something that I think a lot of people fight against is, you know, you're in your thirties or whatever. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, I have to reprogram everything I, I know. And I have to do all this stuff that I was told not to do, you know, growing up and, and it can be a challenge, but, um, that's the very first thing. If you don't have a clear vision of where you want to go and if you're not excited about it, mm-hmm. then, you, you know, the very first obstacle that comes along, you're going to be peace, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus, I'm out. <laughs> Totally. Um, And this is so good for me because it's even, you know, once you can, and I want to talk about your eight steps, but before we do that, it's like, have you noticed sometimes that as you're, you realize that you are in this life of your dreams, sometimes you have to like totally go back to the drawing board and remember to, to use your tools and tap back into that because it's kind of like you can stop. Have you ever done that? God, all the time. (laughs) That's why I literally everything I teach is just my daily life, Mm. you know? So if I post something nine times out of 10, it was because it was a reminder to me today. That's (laughs) what I need. Yeah. Like literally, literally that's because it's the only time I'm inspired. You know what I mean? So I'm inspired by things that are happening in my life. And if I need a reset, then you're going to see posts about how to reset. (laughs) That's what I'm doing today or that's what I'm doing this week or whatever. So absolutely. And I think if we don't, you know, we are absolutely going to hit a plateau and then find ourselves right back to where we were before. So I always tell my clients, it is a lifetime commitment. Like the minute you, you know, pick up my book and you start doing the homework and you're in on this method, it's forever. Mm -hmm. You don't. And, but the beautiful part about it is like everything else, the more you do it, the easier it becomes, the more it's habit. But then also, you know, once you've, reached whatever, you know, the level of success you're going for or the goal you're going for. The beautiful thing is you just rinse and repeat the same process for the next thing. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people forget to know what that next thing is. They're so focused on the one thing that seemed huge and impossible, you know, six months, a year ago, five years ago, that when they live that or when they achieve it, Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, what now? You know, and so I think constantly being in a place where you're always looking ahead, you're always looking five years ahead. And that's not to say not to not be grateful, right, or not be present. Mm -hmm. It's just saying I'm always growing. Mm -hmm. And I I hope that, you know, and I want to be able to see what that looks like in five years and in 10 years. And, And that always changes, right, every year. Totally. So I'm going to share something super personal with you that I'm going through right now. I don't know why, but here we are. Um, so I, I use these tools. I've used these tools to get to exactly where I am. And it's like now that this, you know, you've put a book out into the world and it's kind of like now that this is here that I am putting a book out into the world and I have some big audacious goals around it. And mm-hmm. obviously there's there's an expectation, but there's a, a letting go of the expectation. And so I'm there right now. And it's kind of like, I'm sitting here going, you forget that you've gotten there using these tools because I'm so in the tactical part of yep. putting your work out into the world that I'm forgetting to do the manifesting part. And then I'm like, Oh my God, I'm forgetting. And then I kind of freak out. And then I'm like, how do I get back into this feeling? Have you gone through any of yep. that? 
Oh my gosh, completely. And, and I can relate to everything that you're going through because the same, you know, my book is traditionally published. So I went through that same, you know, all process that, that you're going through now. And there's so much excitement and expectation and whatever. And you have your, you have your huge goals and then you have the goals that, you know, like as long as you hit them, you're not going to be too disappointed right. or whatever. You have right. like all this range going on and, and you're like, nope, I, you know, I'm ready for the worst, but I'm also super excited for the best and whatever. And I thought that I was so prepared. I was like, I know what the next five years is going to look like. I know what every, you know, I got it all together. And I also have the worst case scenario plan. So I'm, I'm good either way. But then when it comes to you, you're so right. Like you will have gone through all this work and achieved so much to even get to this point right now that, you know, and you're at a place where your book is there, it's done, you know, like people can buy it. But in the moment, most days you're probably like, oh my God, what is it? You know what I mean? So totally. like you totally have to stop and be like, holy shit, breathe. Mm. Like what I've accomplished to this point, regardless of what happens in the next six months or whatever is phenomenal and it's very hard to do. It doesn't matter what kind of avenue your dreams take. I think it's always really hard to do that. So that's one of the things I love about having um, a gratitude mindset and a present mindset is just coming back to it all the time and just being like, okay, I'm going to breathe. I need to reset today. And today was one of those days for me. I, was, I woke up and just one thing after the other was just not flowing and clicking the way that it normally mm -hmm. does. And I was like, and I literally had to keep telling myself, reset, mm. just hit reset, yes. you know, and then you have to know what will do that for you. And for me, sometimes it's a song that I'm like, I know if I put the song on, it will reset me. Boom. Mm. Or, you know, a video, or if I look at my board, it will reset me. So pick something for you that, you know, <sighs> okay. Mm. <laughs> you know, yes. like maybe it's looking at what your goals were three years ago when you dreamed of writing a book, mm. you know, and that's your reset. And then all of a sudden you're like, damn, okay, I need to chill out. This is going to be okay too. Because mm. back then this was just a dream and look where I am. Ugh. So I think we go through it all the time, no matter who you are. That it's a is concept. so good. <laughs> it is. You know what? Sometimes it's, it's so powerful just to hear someone else say, back to the tools, reset, try, like do what you know. And, and you just brought up some really good points for me of what I know works for me and really like just visualizing why I'm so excited about getting this book out. So thank you for that. Putting myself and in the rooms, you know, accomplishment, or, mm -hmm. you know, how much you've accomplished now, no matter what happens. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like when mine came out, we had so much, you know, a lot of really great things happen in the first three months and then everyone else goes on with their life. Right. <laughs> like totally. Wait, Wait, I have this book, you know, and by then everyone's like, I don't give a shit, like, you know, I'm moving on with my life. And then you still hustle and you're like, no, I believe in it. I had this vision. There's no way I'm letting it go. And then you get one break or one something. And for me, thank you, Ed. You know, I was on the Ed My Lip podcast mm -hmm. a couple of months ago. And that just, you know, it exposed me to a whole new audience that had never seen, you know, read it or heard it. So you just literally can't give up. Thank God my initial dream and vision was so clear that I was like, oh, hell no. You know, it mm -hmm. might have been two years ago that it came out and it's been ups and downs and whatever, but I still have that vision hadn't gone anywhere. Mm. You know? And so the more I kept fighting for it, the more I kept believing it and the more I kept just knowing it was going to happen, then, mm. you know, it is kind of amazing. It's sold out like three times in the last couple months, you know, and it's so it, it's amazing. And you never know. You just wow. absolutely can't fit. if that's your dream and your passion and whether it happens in the first three to six months or it happens a year or two later, you know, you are a badass is a great example. It had been out almost two years before it sold anything. Wow. I did not Just, know that. No one knows that because no one knew about it until they gave it one more push. And oh then it's, God. you know, now it's been like number one New York times bestseller for eons. But oh my God, that's so it, exciting it, to hear for everybody's yeah. dream. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I think there's so many misconceptions about success that people think, okay, well, I did everything. I got it all lined up. So boom, it needs to it hit like a firework and it doesn't always do that. Sometimes it's a slow burn. And most of the time, 99% of the time, it's because you needed the time. Mm. And I look back over these last two years and I needed that. There was mm -hmm. so much growth I needed to have happen. There was so much, you know, experience I needed to have under my belt. Mm. So it's, everything that is happening is the process that is supposed to be happening in your life as long as you're still working. So don't get lazy and <laughs> just be like, mm -hmm. Oh, lazy is my process. Like, 
Oh, I love that. And that and it's so true. And and I think it's the accepting of that that is just the initial turning point where because you know there can be some massive I'm sure there was some disappointment of letting go of what you thought you were supposed to be, you know, creating yeah. and manifesting in your mind and sometimes you can be like, well, maybe it didn't work this time. And then once you accept no, there's so much because I've had so many things like that happen. Um, and I try to share that with people because it's like, I'm glad it didn't happen when it did, even though I thought I wanted it so bad. And it also doesn't always happen in the exact way mm-hmm. we want it to. And I think that's why the end goal vision is the most important part. So as long as you truly know, you know, how you're going to feel in the ultimate (laughs) version of your dream and where you're going and why it matters to you, why you're passionate about it. That is what's going to keep you coming back for more during all the ups, downs and in-betweens. And, you know, I'm telling you, it's, it's been a barrage of all of that for me, but my end goal vision and passion about it was so unshakable because I made it unshakable because Mm. I reinforced it because I dreamed about it because I surrounded myself with it. And, you know, coach people and saw it work and just, I just would not give up on knowing that once the world has the ability to put these tools to use, I know for a fact it works for every client I've ever had. It works for readers who do it. Like, so at some point it's going to hit, someone's going to get it. So it's like, and that's true with everything. I mean, there's so many examples across the board with, you know, an Olympian or whatever business owner it may not have hit the first time the way you thought it was going to hit or whatever, but it could be so much bigger and better in a different way as long as you're not quitting, you know, and sometimes you do have to kind of regroup and be like, Oh, well, do I need to adjust a little bit? Do I need to tweak a little bit? Should I come at it from a fresh angle? Mm -hmm. Did I get stale? Is it still what really what I want? And once you can kind of do that, then you bring fresh energy to it. And that's usually what breaks you through. Uh, I love this uh, topic because it's just such an, it's a, it's like an unknown truth with an uncertain path that absolutely exists. <laughs> yes, <laughs> And it looks so different for everybody, but it every, so, you know, I've, I've now had like what to uh, like, I've interviewed 250 different people and oh, every, wow. like every single person speaks some form of this. Yes. That's why I'm so yes. obsessed that you've written an actual book on it. So you have eight steps really to, um, I know you use some other words, but really to create and manifest this life of your dreams. So we've talked about a lot of them, but can you kind of just share what that uh, process looks like? Yeah, absolutely. So, and that was really why I wanted to write the book because of what you just said is like everybody that you know, that you admire or respect or whatever, they've all gone through this in some version, but many times they're not public about it. It's a very hard thing, by the way, to be public about. I'll tell you. I can imagine. Very, very hard. Um, But what I wanted to know is like when I was writing this is I I wanted to know what the lows were. Like what were the obstacles? What did it feel like in the lows? Like why didn't you quit? Because let's face it, all of us who are on whatever path to get where we want to go, we're going to face them. So tell me what did you do to get through it? And that's kind of why um, I wrote this book and there's 51 stories of, of people that I interviewed and I asked those very questions and some of them are, you know, many of them are just regular people. They were friends of mine. They were people that I knew. Some of them are pro athletes, NFL and NBA players and whatever. But, um, so I really wanted a very big spectrum of people to tell me what their hustle looked like, first of all, because mm. no one talks about that. No one tells you how hard you work and how long you work you know, before you see a lick of success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and it's, it's funny because even, you know, after the podcast came out of, I've, I've been able to connect with so many amazing people and so many people are like, wait, did you just, did you just start doing this? I'm like, no, I've been doing this for seven years, like, mm-hmm. you know? And so, but that's what it always feels like. It always feels like, oh, you just arrived, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the truth is, is, we all have a much more complicated journey than that. And so these are the eight things that I did to take my life from as low as you can possibly go to living literally fantasies like Mm. that I could have never imagined truly living. Um, And then I posed this question to all the people that I interviewed 
and said, tell me your story. And then after they told me their story, those eight steps were just there. Mm. They were just there. They were organically there. So they didn't even know what my eight steps were when, when we did these interviews. Wow. I wanted to just see if, if you tell me your story, how did you get where you are? Just tell me how you got where you are. These eight things showed up every time. And oh. that's when I was like, oh God. I'm yep. on to something, you know, like, here's the, here's the formula. Here's the recipe. Just follow the recipe. When I, when I read your, <clears throat> when I looked at your book, like literally I was like, that's it. That's actually exactly what I do. Literally yes. down to like, <laughs> that's Absolutely. my method. So, and I think so powerful. Is, yeah. And I, I say this in the book and I probably say it too much. Like I don't consider myself a guru in any way. Like I'm a single mom from Oregon who is just figuring her shit out. Mm. And so I, and I hope I never change that thought process. That's mm-hmm. just, you know, um, so some of the things that you're going to read, like, of course you've read it in other books, visualization. We know visualization. Mm-hmm. We know that we should think positive, you know, but my whole thing was nobody tells us how they mm-hmm. give us sound bites. They say, change your thoughts, be positive. And I'm like, cool, pause. Someone tell me how to freaking do that. Cause I don't know how to do that. Like, <laughs> I'm spiraling right now. I'm freaking out. Don't get this. Like, tell me what to do. So that's what my book is. My book is how you do those things. And then it puts them all in an order that makes sense in your life that you can literally map your life out as if you were, you know, creating, <laughs> creating your future life. And then it all just, for some reason, it just clicks. It just makes sense because there are concepts that you probably are familiar with, even if you don't know this stuff. So seeing them in order, knowing exactly like if you're having a bad day, Oh, think it, I must've been letting think it go. You know, I was letting my mind go to the negative. Cool. I'm going to step up on think it. Or if nothing is working, you're like, well, maybe my hustle is gone. Mm -hmm. Have I been working as hard this last two weeks? Okay, cool. What's hustle? What do I need to do? you know, and you go right to the recipe book and you just, you do it. So, um, the steps real quick is, is dream it, which we talked about a little bit. Uh, think it teaches you totally how to change your complete mindset. Um, say it, the importance of our words and how to change and stop bitching. Um, (laughs) and, uh, write it, how to, how to literally map your life out and then see it is the vision board step. Um, And so, yeah, each of the steps like walks you through creating your life Mm. from, from, you know, clean slate to wherever you want to go. So I want to talk about, I want to talk about step six, because this is, um, I think where a lot of people who are like, yes, I'm, I'm thinking, I I dreamt it. I can see it. I'm thinking it. I'm writing it. I'm journaling. I'm going to events. I'm (laughs) connecting with these amazing people. And then it's like the fear, the fear of, wait, you want me to actually do it and get out there. I'm not enough. Like, I don't really think this works because there's a free fall. So what happens? So that is for me, that was, you know, I I consider myself a natural hustler. So step six is do it. And I also call it the hustle, um, which is where hustle comes from in the title. And for me, I think there's some people who are kind of like natural hustlers, like you just figure it out. And that is something that has, has both been a help to me, but it's also been a, a hindrance too. So when, when clients get to this step, I'm like, I know you've been dreading this, right? You know, it was really fun to dream big. It was really fun to whatever. Um, but honestly, by the time they get there, they're so excited because they're so ready to do something within their control mm. to start seeing change. And that's all the hustle is. The hustle is saying, okay, great. I have a nine to five, but my dream is to quit my job and travel the world. Mm. So you start with this just fantasy, you know, quote, crazy dream, right? And then by the time you get to changing how you think about it, to changing how you talk about it, to mapping it out and seeing, oh, this could, you know, potentially work. I could see it on paper to then surrounding yourself with everything, you know, about that dream. Then by the time you get to do it, you're like chomping at the bit. You're like, okay, now what do I do? Mm -hmm. And so the hustle is really what you do on a daily basis. The dream can be five years out, but the hustle is what I, what am I going to do today that is going to get me closer to my dream. Mm. And the hustle is completely and totally within your control. So if you're anything like me and you're a control freak, 
you actually probably really like the hustle because <laughs> I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. And that was the part about the law of attraction or the secret or whatever that I did not connect to at all. I was like, I can't just sit around and like, you know, dream of something or wish of something or like go yeah. test drive Mercedes. Like, Come on, give mm-hmm. me something to do. And so that's what I talk about. And then of course, every story featured in the book, I really got into the hustle with them because that was the part I felt like no one talked about. And I wanted to know what it looked like for a mom who was starting her business in her garage or, you know, a kid who didn't, no one thought he could play football and he winds up winning a Super Bowl. What did it look like on the day when no one was watching and no one gave a shit? Mm. What did you do? Like you got up every day and did what? And so for me, it was just really important to expose that because that's the piece that everyone is missing. I'm telling you, everyone is missing. And the only way that you know what to do is to start doing something. Cause the more you start doing, the more it becomes clear, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and the more you try something, you're like, Oh, that didn't work. So I'm gonna try something else. That's what I was just going to say, because the, the few places where I just, it's, you know, it's the same, like two, three places where people continue to get stuck. Um, where I keep hearing people, it's, it's like, you know, you get those inboxes <laughs> over and over the same question, but how, but how, how do I know what to do next? How do I know trial, like massive trial and error. <laughs> I call it throwing spaghetti at a wall. Exactly. Like, literally. You just be like, Oh, does this stick? Nope. Does that stick? Nope. And once you look at it like that, and that's the other thing is I think people go into it with such high expectations. They're like, Oh my God, I'm going to become a whatever. Uh-huh. And I have like five things I'm going to do. And then if all of a sudden all, none of those five work, they're like, oh, maybe this wasn't meant for me. Maybe the path isn't right. Blah, 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 blah. No, bitch, just get out there and try 97 more things. <laughs> like, hello. That's like the story <laughs> of my entire life. If people could see what I'm actually trying every single day and doing, like, oh my God, to get the, it, it, and it feels so like, you know, we have these. Works. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then, and then they have no idea that. They think you got what you wanted, but really your idea of what you wanted was like a hundred times more than that. <laughs> you're like, you're like, okay. <laughs> and that's the difference because you and I are still throwing spaghetti at the wall, right? Yeah. We're, we're still being like, okay, well that didn't work. So I'm going to try something else. I'm going to think outside the box. I'm going to talk to a friend about it. I'm going to get some, you know, and I'm going to come at it fresh tomorrow or whatever. I would say the majority of people will be, just be like, oh, well, I guess that wasn't my path or whatever, you know, they'll come up with a million things to tell themselves it's not right. When the truth is all they had to do was just keep, keep doing it, you know, Mm -hmm. just keep seeing what works because the longer you do that, obviously something's going to stick like, Mm -hmm. hello, something's going to stick. So when that one thing sticks, then you, you get clarity and you get your next steps that are much clearer and you don't have to work quite as hard, Mm -hmm. but it's just getting through that. And it, that process happens every single time you have a new dream. So don't just think like, once you get to like your plateau or you're successful, like, and then you go try something else. Oh, it'll be successful off the top. No, you kind of like rinse, repeat the same process, but you, you know, better, you know what I mean? Like you go into it just knowing, Hey, it takes 90 calls to get an appointment. Cool. I'm in it for 300. Let's go. Mm. You know, so I know that some people, here's the thing. I know it's magic. Literally there, there's an element of whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, spirituality, magic, law of attraction. There is that element. And so many people are like, well, from what you've said, it sounds like just duh, like you're doing so much hustling. Something is going to work. It's just law of numbers. But at the same time, the way that I have experienced it in my life is always magic. It will right. come from the most, I'll be like, nobody knew that. Nobody knew I wanted that, you know, particular mm-hmm. thing or that word or wh- how like ironic that it's coming from this person. Like it literally is always delivered to me in a way that's like a God wink. Like there's right, no right. other way that this could happen without hustle and belief. And, right. you know, without that, like, entered being in that energy and knowing it, like attracting different things like that. So what do you say around that? Because I can imagine when you say yeah. it's hard to put the, this out totally. there, maybe that's yep. the part of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because I think the other side of it is the only side that people really talk about is, is the magic side. Like, oh, you know, and there is that magical component. Absolutely. So I kind of think of it as like, my hustle is 70%, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's there's really kind of like, for me, it's a smaller percentage. It's like a 10 to 20% 
that is the magic that's making up the difference. And I don't mm. think you can manifest without it at all. Mm. You know, it just, it is the magic that, that shows up. But for me, it always shows up in the form of an opportunity mm. or it always shows up because we're aware, right? So we're looking, whether you put, put a word out into the universe and then it shows up, it's because your brain was already, you know, in tuned on that frequency. So it's going to find it. But almost anything major that I've ever manifested in my life has come to me in an opportunity that required me to take action. And most of the time that action felt pretty fe fearful. It didn't feel like a complete sure thing. Um, and then once I did, that's when the magic just stepped in and just made it so much better than I ever imagined and made it all just feel literally like magic. But the only way that would have ever even shown up is had I done all the other stuff in the beginning. And that's the part people miss is they think, oh, I can just come to the top. You know, I can just like get that skim off the top of it. It's like, no, I have the layers underneath. You know, I've been believing and changing my thoughts and I've been putting in the work or whatever that allowed this to show up in my life. And then when it does, yeah, it feels like you're freaking floating on a cloud. <laughs> it's, it, like I would say, I've never been high, but I can only imagine there's no high as good as this because no. in a moment when you've manifested, it is the freaking best feeling on earth. It's amazing. And it's real and it's tangible. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine other highs are just so, you know what I mean? Like, well, right. you know, I've been high when I was younger. It's very fleeting. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. No, this like, is just like, it feels so amazing. Yes. You feel alive, mm. like in a way that nothing else can make you feel. No, nothing. Because you also feel a feeling of, well, for me, it's connected to my source of power, like my higher sure. power. So you cannot get that without having faith and trusting in that, yep. you know, for you, 30%, some people 20, some people 40, yeah, 50, yeah. whatever. Um, and you can't have that without without knowing that these things can manifest in the physical form that you have used, um, you know, just by thinking it and creating that first thought. So when you talk about living, it is the step eight. Mm -hmm. Okay. Living it before it exists. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Tell me about it. And everyone's like, you know, it is, that is a hard concept. And that was a hard concept. I think for, for me to understand when I was being kind of floated out there, um, you know, 10 years ago or so when the secret came out, I was like, how do you do that? And really, by the time you get to step eight in the book, if you've done all the homework, you already know you're going to live it. Mm. Like all your doubts have been quenched. You now know how to get through tough times because I have a whole section on what to do when your world falls apart and how you get through it, you know, like all this stuff no one wants to talk about. Um, <laughs> and then the, the live it part is really the receive in hustle, believe, receive. So it is, it is really exactly what we just talked about, like what it feels like in the moment to manifest and, um, to kind of have this pinch me type of moment and also to be open to receiving. And it sounds so stupid to say that that's a hard step. And that was honestly my hardest step over the last couple of years was being open, just open to receiving. And I think as an independent woman, there was so many places in my life where I was like, nope, I got this. Nope, I got this. Nope, I got this. And then I stopped and realized like, wow, that's blocking manifestations. Mm. You know, if someone is coming to you and saying, hey, can I open up the door? Why wouldn't you let them, <laughs> you know, like mm. stop blocking everything in your life. Stop saying, no, thank you. Stop saying I got this. Stop, you know, and this is probably a lot of what you talk about too. Like it is okay to, to open up your world and to rely on other people and to be in a spirit of receiving. Mm -hmm. And then the other piece of, of that step is really how do you continue to focus and um, create the next level of your journey? Cause there will always be a next level of your journey. You know, in a year when you and I talk and your book has been out and you've done your book tour and all these exciting, wonderful things, it'll be like, okay, well, what's, what's next? Like, mm. you know, and so until, unless you start to marinate on that in advance, then we get what I like to call postpartum depression of a dream. Mm -hmm. Cause once it comes true, you kind of find yourself like, wait, what do I do now? So yeah. it's always kind of looking forward and defining what the next, 
you know, chapter is going to look like. Mm, and that's so important because I already like, I, I feel that. So for so many people who are waiting and waiting on this one dream, I find it's been really important, especially after such a big thing that I've dreamt of my whole life. Like I already, I've already started thinking of the next thing. Now I'm not investing time into it, but I'm already like thinking it because I don't want to be stuck with like no matter what happens with this like I don't want this nothing is ever the end all the say all that this made me this didn't make me this broke me like never ever ever I will never depend on one thing for one thing so (laughs) it's it's kind of that's why it's so powerful forget about it you know like Mm -hmm. that's why so many athletes like their life just does a nosedive after they've retired or whatever. Cause they have like no idea what to do next when your whole life has been focused around, you know, one thing or moms too, right. It, mm. Once you become an empty nester, it's like, Oh my God, now what do I do? So I think always, if you're always kind of, um, having new dreams and new goals and then to realize too, when you start, so like for me, the book was the 24 seven obsession for a year, like mm. lived it, breathed it ugh, for, mm. for a year, you know? So once it was done, I had to start kind of the next thing. And in the beginning, when you're starting a new dream, it doesn't feel nearly as exciting, right? Mm -hmm. And you kind of forget that you have to start almost from scratch. You have to create the passion around it again. You have to build it up. You have to envision it, do all the exact same things you did with the other one. And then just give it a little bit of time, continue to do that. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm right where I was before with Mm. the last dream, you know, I feel just as strongly about it, but in the beginning we don't. And that's where I think a lot of people get lost too, is because they're like, Oh, well that one just, that doesn't connect with me. Like the last, no, of course it doesn't. It's, Mm. it's a baby. It's a little seed. Gotta grow Mm. it. (laughs) Mm, I love that. That's really powerful. So where can we, cause this book, everyone is now drooling cause they're like, okay, I need the stuff. <laughs> I need the exact step. So where can we find you, follow you, get the book. And I know that you also, if you would share a tiny bit, I believe you do some vision board workshops. Yes. Is that right? Yes, yes. So yeah, you can learn more than you ever want to know about me on my uh, <laughs> website, which is Sarah with the H Centrella.com. And my last name is C E N T R E L L A.com. Um, and I do, I've been doing a lot of, uh, vision board word workshops. I have a big one coming up for Pinterest, um, in about a week and a half where I'm going to be teaching the, the Pinterest employees how to use Pinterest to make their dreams happen. Awesome. <laughs> That's really amazing. Fun. Um, so, you know, for just Nike, the NBA wives, whatever. Um, and because people and corporations are really understanding this now they're seeing that their teams and employees or whatever need to have something super passionate that ties in work and personal, right? So if you have a clear vision of where you want your life to go, it's obviously going to make you better at work, right? Mm -hmm. Because you know, you need to put in what you need to put in at work to make the personal happen. So, um, I've, that has been just really a fun thing to be doing a lot of lately. And then I have, um, my second annual women's empowerment dinner is coming up in May, um, where I just do this, fancy schmancy little you know girly mm. uh we have a red carpet and a cocktail hour and a four course meal and then we get to hear from some amazing women who are not self-help they're just real women following their real dreams and they're talking about these exact same things because mm. like we said every single person who's successful does all this stuff whether yes. they name this or not Ooh, where's that at <laughs> um it's in portland it's portland oregon and it's coming up on may 25th Awesome. That is yes, so exciting. If you're ever in Santa Monica, come and do, um, I need to invite you in for my team to do a vision board thing. That would be amazing. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I'll make you a really cool video. Um, <laughs> okay. So where can we find your book? Is that on your website as well? Uh, yeah. So, and it's also, you can get it anywhere. Books are sold pretty much. Obviously Amazon is probably the best price point. Um, but at Barnes and Noble, um, the link, there's also a link on my uh, website that takes you to all the imaginable links. Mm. So it's also on iTunes and all that. Awesome. So it's hustle, believe, receive. receive. And, and I just have to tell you because we're, we're on this topic of conversation and I want people to really understand what it looks like when you spot what you have been looking for. And for me, literally this last week, I've just been out, like I have been out of alignment. I've been out of it. I've been like, please, 
anything to get me back into remembering why I'm doing this and how mm-hmm. I want to feel and get excited. And you were it for me. So oh, I was like... just going to say you were it for me too. Cause <laughs> yesterday was the first, like totally out of energy day that I've had probably in about two months. And I was like, Whoa, this does not feel good. I hate this. I don't like this. And then this morning it started again. I was like, nope, I'm going to reset. I'm going to talk to Lori. It's all going to be good. So we both just did it for each other. That's awesome. Oh, that (laughs) rocks. I love hearing that. And you just have to, it's so funny because I had, I'm like so busy right now. And I was like, I I shouldn't have booked a podcast today. And then here's my (laughs) gift, right? We're resisting around the gifts. So we we don't, right. Like don't block the blessing. So I just have to say thank you for that. And I always end on one last question. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So you are on a very, very short elevator ride with a total stranger. It's only 30 seconds. And they look over at you and ask you, how can I make myself happy? What would you say? Stop bitching. Mm. I mean, I I just (laughs) like literally, if you don't, if you don't change anything else in your life, if you just change that one thing, if you just stopped complaining about what you don't like in your life or what you don't like about anything, really, if you just stopped bitching, your life would change. Wow. That's powerful. So because true. the positive would have to come out. Mm, right. So yes. a lot of times if it's hard for you to figure out how to think positive and do all that, that that's way harder sometimes, mm. but the easy, the very first thing you can do is just stop complaining. Mm. Stop bitching. Mm-hmm. Just catch yourself when it happens. Yep. That's awesome. And then the other stuff will follow. Oh my God. So good. So you guys, if you loved this podcast as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends and until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the earn your happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye.